Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast Travel Emotion. Everything about traveling, diving and emotions around the ocean. How these topics work together, you will find out. Hello everyone and welcome to our second episode of the podcast Travel Emotion. Today with Jonathan Green. Jonathan is a diver, he's a naturalist, an underwater photographer, a scientist and the director of the Galapagos Whale Shark Project. That's a research project in the Galapagos Islands that studies whale sharks. Thanks very much for joining us today. So Jonathan, do you want to tell us how and when everything began? So, hi Jenny. Hi everybody. Thank you for the invitation today. It all began about three decades ago when I received an invitation to work as a naturalist in the Galapagos Islands. So I trained as a naturalist with the Galapagos National Park System and Service and I began working on small yachts and various different vessels that were operating back then in the Galapagos. I was lucky enough to be a diver before I'd gone out to the Galapagos and so almost immediately began working as a dive master and immediately fell in love with the islands. It's a place which, if you've been to, you'd understand very easily, changes you. Uh, if you haven't been there yet, then <laughs> uh, expect to be changed. Um, once you've gone to these islands, your perspective of the world um, will be very different. So immersed in these waters, immersed in the island life, I I felt that uh, this was a place where I could stay for a long period of time, where I could work on various of uh, my hobbies. I loved photography, for example, at that time. I wasn't an underwater photographer, um, and I took that up when I was there, and I was lucky to have some very, very enthusiastic and keen instructors who were visitors to the islands, professional photographers, who gave me some tips and advice about how to begin uh, photographing the underwater world. So that was how I got into the photography side of it. The science, well, I graduated as a, as a geology, uh, earth sciences uh, major, and I've always had an interest in, in the oceans and oceanography. And it was when I saw my first whale shark that I had one of those pivotal moments in life. Again, when, if you've seen a whale shark, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, um, I, I strongly recommend you try and get in the water and see one. So I saw a whale shark. I returned to port and began asking my colleagues and uh, peers, uh, everyone that was working in the marine biology or marine sciences area, what they could tell me about whale sharks. And absolutely every question came back with, with the answer that, well, we don't know. And at that time, I wondered how on earth could it be that we know nothing about this prehistoric creature because obviously it's a, an ancient being. They've been roaming the oceans for 60, 70, 80 million years. We don't know exactly, but they probably predate the extinction of most of the, the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. It's a huge animal. They get up to, uh, in Galapagos, at least 15 meters. They've been reported up to about 18 meters uh, and they could weigh between 15 and 15, 20 tons, metric tons in weight. So it's a huge animal. And I could not understand why no one had studied them before until I began studying them. And I think that was when I realized that the challenges were huge. Um, it's an animal that you rarely see. They roam the oceans, all the oceans of the, the planet, 
and they can dive to enormous depths. So it's not an easy subject to actually study, but that's what makes it um, very exciting because almost everything that we discover is new to science. So in many ways, Galapagos changed my life. It changed my outlook. Uh, it changed what I wanted to do. And my focus definitely changed towards conservation and the protection of these beautiful animals. Because the sad or the downside, of course, of being in somewhere in, like in, in Galapagos is that we live and we're privileged to work in one of the most beautiful areas and best preserved areas of the world. Unfortunately, much of the world's oceans are not being preserved uh, the same way, and a lot of animals are being driven to extinction. Thanks, Jonathan. You say you're over 30 years already in Galapagos, and you started before that already diving. What got you first interested in wanting to dive? Well, I think, again, it was one of those moments. I was probably 11 or 12, and I found an old black and white book uh, called My Silent World, which is written by Jean-Jacques Cousteau uh, about the Calypso adventures. And of course, those of you who remember Cousteau, he was the father of diving, scuba equipment, the pioneer of uh, of pretty much all the commercial diving that we're doing today. I looked at the pictures before I read the text, and I thought, that is something that I absolutely must do. Now, at that time, there were no facilities and there wasn't really an opportunity to go diving, but I was lucky enough when I finished school and I went to a local uh, college before I went to university and they had a dive club. So I joined the dive club and my first open water dive was actually in the Irish Sea, which was brutally cold, uh, very, very exciting, but with horrific visibility. I think if you could see your hand in front of your face, if you could see a meter or three feet, then uh, you were doing pretty well. So my first dives in Galapagos were a revelation for me because the water was both relatively hot and of course clear, crystal clear in comparison to Triatha Bay. And that was really what caught me, what got my attention. Yeah, I can believe that the underwater world of Galapagos is slightly different to the Irish Sea. Is that maybe also the reason why you first got into underwater photography? Because when I'm informed right, you also give workshops in photography. Is that right? It is, yes. I've been working for a number of years as a photographer, uh, giving workshops. More than anything, it's, it's practical advice, tips as to how to make the most of your time in the Galapagos. I was already a keen photographer when I, when I got to the Galapagos on land. I was lucky enough growing up that I I'd had access to some second-hand cameras of good quality, and I was able to get uh, great shots when I was out and about traveling. And when I arrived to the Galapagos, I saw some photo books that were, to me, inspirational by a well-known photographer, Tweeda Roy. And I thought that I was in a unique situation. I could, there I was every single day, wandering around the islands. Uh, many people get a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to visit the islands, and I was there day in, day out, week in, week out, for a number of years. So I didn't have to have my camera at the ready. I didn't have to sit for hours observing wildlife or anything. I'd be walking down a beach and lo and behold, a sea lion would be giving birth and I was able to take a few shots. So it was a natural extension then to take it into the ocean and I found it far more challenging. I was also lucky to work with some very, very well-known, amazing professional photographers who also gave me some practical advice and tips. I learned fairly quickly how to make the most of those opportunities, especially underwater. Uh, and I found that uh, because it was challenging, it was very, very exciting. If you got uh, maybe three good shots in a roll of 36, because this, of course, is pre-digital, when you were shooting on land, you were doing okay. But if you got one good shot underwater out of 36, that was a very good mean, if you like, a very good average. So it was very challenging. And I think that was the what really got me excited, is that when you did get 
good shots underwater, they tended to be spectacular. And so little by little, I developed techniques and I found that a lot of photographers, when they came to Galapagos, naturally would ask me for advice. And uh, that way I began to teach photo workshops in a more formal manner. So Jonathan, I understand that you are a published photographer and you are also an author. So your work is published in magazines and books and even in an exhibition, right? Yes, I've been very fortunate in that my work has been published in a number of magazines, uh, Time, BBC Natural History, Royal Geographical Magazine, uh, Oceanographic, amongst others, and also exhibited in the Olympia um, Exhibition Hall in London, Natural History Museum, and just recently in the Tel Aviv University. Uh, a lot of that accompanied by articles which I've written. I've also been lucky enough to participate in the publication of a number of travel guides for Ecuador, for Galapagos, both uh, on land and underwater, and uh, a couple of photo books as well, one of which I authored, which is uh, Ocean Earth, Wind and Fire. I think also interesting uh, and quite exciting for me were some of the film crews that I worked with in the Galapagos mostly, and uh, that includes the, the BBC Blue Planet 2 series, which came out uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, I also worked locally for Channel 4 here in Ecuador, and it was a fairly small production team. I was the cameraman and uh, narrator for a lot of these, and we did exploring documentaries, if you like. So one of them was in the Arctic. I did another one in Africa, uh, another one on a yacht sailing down and diving under the ice in Antarctica, and of course, one in Galapagos. So great experience, um, very, very different types of experiences, um, but it's, it's all been a lot of fun. And all of this arose pretty much because of my work uh, as a diver and a scientist in the Galapagos. Wow, Jonathan, that's quite a resume you have there. And I probably could ask you right now a million questions about Galapagos, about the research project, whale sharks and photography. And I would like to save that for a separate episode. So maybe you want to share one last story with us before we finish today. <laughs> that's uh, that's always a difficult one. There have been so many experiences, I think, over the years that will remain with me forever. You know, encounters with great whites, diving in a submersible. Perhaps, yeah, one that I think will always stay with me is the experience of being inside a live volcano when it actually goes into a pre-eruptive process. So we were on a camping trip up on Arceda Volcano, which is one of the major volcanoes on Isabella Island. It hasn't been active in recent history, but we were on the rim, camped up on the rim, and all of a sudden we began to feel these very, very powerful tremors. Uh, there was an increase in uh, gas output from the fumaroles inside the, the volcano, and unfortunately night was falling, so we, we couldn't evacuate. So we had to spend the night up there. Waking up the next morning, I gave the option to the group, okay, guys, if you want, we can turn around and run down to the coast right now as fast as possible. Or we could um, maybe just drop down inside the crater, hike across, and uh, you can then say you've had the experience of hiking inside a live volcano. And of course, you know which one they chose. So that's, <laughs> that's a whole story in itself, but it, a lot of very, very exciting experiences. And as I say, Galapagos changes you for life. Thank you, Jonathan, and thanks everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed to get a little bit more information about Jonathan Green. Jonathan will join me for the next episodes talking about Galapagos, the research project, whale sharks and other topics. I hope you found some ideas or new information for you. And if you enjoyed this episode or liked the information we gave, please take the minute to subscribe to the podcast or like it. 
And also make sure to share the podcast and to tell all your friends and to share the information on Facebook, on Twitter and all other social media sites. I really would appreciate your support and your feedback. So thanks again for listening to Travel Emotion Podcast. And if you have a topic you would like me to talk about, please write me an email to info at galapagosshackdiving.com. The music for the podcast is provided by Sebastian Green. You can reach him on Instagram at sebastiang01234. Thank you all for listening and bye for now.